Menopause Moment, Brief Conversations, Deep Knowledge. The number one show for women coping with perimenopause and menopause because no woman should go through menopause alone. Welcome to Menopause Moment. I'm Susan Barantimo. This episode is sponsored by Medterra, our CBD, your health. Joining me today is Erin McDonald. She's the owner of Pelvic Floor Indie. She helps women find pelvic health, whatever that might mean for them, addressing issues that often appear as women age and our bodies change through combining breath work, alignment, visualization, and movement to create optimal pelvic health. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here because, okay, can we just, can I just admit, I don't actually know exactly what my pelvic floor is. So <laughs> I can't be the only one. So nope. what actually is pelvic floor? So we all have them, men and women. Um, we usually tend to just think about women's issues, but men have them too, but we won't focus on that today. Um, no, no, we don't care about them on this show. Not, not today. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so you have muscles throughout your body. These, your pelvic floor muscles um, are at the base of your pelvis. They run from pubic bone to tailbone, from sits bone to sits bone, so from side to side, front to back. It's sort of a, a diamond. Um, there's three layers of muscles um, going from shallow to deeper. There's a left side, a right side, a front and a back. Okay. Um, they are working all the time. They're holding your guts in from falling out. Um, they're supporting you every time you sit, you stand, you roll over. Um, those muscles are active. Huh. So um, they're an essential part of your core. Okay. Because for me, your core is on top, like a box, your diaphragm on the bottom, your pelvic floor, front, back, sides. So that's your core. So your pelvic floor is actually part of your core. It needs to work with your core. And it's also intricately... Um, influenced by your hips, your butt, all those other muscles in that same area. So that's your pelvic floor in general. Okay. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Specifically for women, you think about your pelvic floor in relation to incontinence as we age or after you've had a baby. Um, in terms of prolapse, when your organs start to fall out, essentially, when your uterus or your cervix or your vaginal walls or your bladder or your rectum start to fall out. Um, also pelvic floor muscles, that's, that's your orgasm. Those are the muscles that are engaged when you have an orgasm. So um, really important for not just your sexual health, but your bladder health, your sexual organ health, your digestive health. Um, it can impact all of those things really intricately to the point of impacting IBS diagnosis or um, infertility or um, just because it's a muscle just like any other muscle. And so when that muscle gets inflamed or irritated or doesn't work properly, it affects everything around it. And everything in your pelvis is so crammed in there tight together that if those muscles aren't working, then everything else is impacted. Oh, my God. So I could just be walking around and think it's just start falling out. Oh, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So it overnight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's good that we're talking about. Okay. So most, so audience, what you don't know is Aaron and I have known each other for a long time. I'm so glad we're talking about this with Aaron. Oh my gosh. 
we've known, I was six, I think, when we first met. Probably. I think you were eight and I was six. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so, yeah, yes. All right, so, so what, okay, so what, how do these changes in the pelvic floor really express themselves? You mentioned a couple of things, but what are really the problems? Like, how would I know? Like, how is, how does a woman know if she's having problems with her pelvic floor? So there's two ways your pelvic floor can be wonky. Um, and these are not things that you're necessarily diagnosed with unless you see a physical therapist. Okay. You either have a hypotonic pelvic floor or a hypertonic. Hypo means the muscles are lax, they're loose. Um, I don't like the term loose because that implies other things, which is not helpful. Um, the muscles are just, they're not strong and they're not, um, you can't engage them very well. Okay. A hypertonic pelvic floor is where the muscles are sort of overactive, like a hyperactive thyroid. So a hypertonic pelvic floor is one that's holding too much tension. Typically, the muscles are still weak, but they're holding too much tension. So those two things can manifest sometimes differently, sometimes the same. Um, A hypotonic, a lax pelvic floor is sort of what most women assume is happening as they age after they've had babies. They assume that they have no muscle tone, um, that their muscles are weak, that that's why they're peeing their pants, that's why their uterus is falling out. Um, It's that sort of image that we're all um, led to believe happens after you have a baby or something where this this gaping hole mayonnaise jar you need to eat. I mean, that's, you know, unfortunately that's, you know, that kind of extra stitch when you've had a baby for their husband's benefit kind of crap that we deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, and those issues are related. That's usually like stress incontinence. So incontinence related to running, jumping, sneezing, coughing, Okay. that kind of incontinence. It's also, Um, a lack of sensation during sex or not really feeling much at all. Maybe your orgasms have changed. Maybe they're not good. Maybe you can't have one. A hypertonic pelvic floor is when there's too much tension, yet the muscles are still probably weak. It's like a really tight hamstring muscle. Okay. So it's just tight, tight, tight. Yeah. And so it's like if you just held your fist like this for a day, then you go to open it or pick something up, it doesn't work. A healthy muscle is strong and flexible. So um, a pelvic floor that's hypertonic, you can still see incontinence, but it's usually urge incontinence. It's that I have to go right now and I can't hold it. Or it's IBS, it's infertility, it's digestive issues, chronic constipation, chronic diarrhea, it's pain. It usually goes with endometriosis. It goes with vaginismus. It goes with vulvodynia. Just because those muscles being tight for a long period of time then causes inflammation. And we all now know inflammation is bad. And so then inflammation affects your vulva and your vagina and your uterus and your bladder and your rectum. So so those are the two ways it can be wonky. And typically, like I said, you don't get that diagnosis. You might get the diagnosis of urge incontinence, but you don't get a diagnosis of hypo or hypertonicity. Why are we getting those diagnoses? Seems like we should. (laughs) Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Because that would be more helpful. That's more information versus just, but because we have such compartmentalized medicine, a hypotonic pelvic floor implies there's no pill for that. There's Mm -hmm. a pill for this kind of overactive bladder, or there's a surgery for this prolapse. Mm -hmm. 
the, the muscle classification implies a less fixable issue for our Western medical professionals, I believe, I other than a physical therapist. Okay, 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 that makes sense. Okay, so uh, we're gonna take a short break for a word from our sponsor, and then we're gonna come back so Aaron can give us some answers because we need some solutions now, now that we know these terrible things can happen. So we'll be right back. For many women, menopause comes with hot flashes and night sweats, and they can be brutal. Mine kept me awake all night, so I was tired and cranky all day long. I tried all kinds of supplements and CBD oils, but nothing put a dent in my hot flashes. Then, I started using Medterra's CBD oil, and my hot flashes and night sweats were dramatically reduced in severity and frequency, so I wake up less often and get a lot more sleep. Just a dropper under my tongue in the morning and another one at night, and my hot flashes decreased by about 80%. And unlike many of the CBD oils I tried, there's almost no taste to Medterra CBD oil, which makes it a lot easier to take. Get your CBD oil at medterra.com today and use the promo code MENOPAUSEMOMENT, all lowercase, for 10% off your order. Okay, we're back. So, Erin, <laughs> what are some things that women can do to it strengthen their pelvic floor to avoid some of these things that happen? So, um, the complicating factor is that if you have a hypertonic pelvic floor, one that's holding tension, you have to learn to release that tension before you can start to strengthen it. Because again, that's like going to the gym, you have a tight hamstring muscle and then you go to the gym and all you do is hamstring curls. Oh, yeah. You're just making that muscle shorter and shorter and shorter. It might get stronger, but it's, it's a less functional muscle. Right. And of course we all know too that the hardest thing to do is say, relax. <laughs> Can't Take it easy. <laughs> exactly, it's like you know, telling a part of your body to relax. It doesn't work. I'm gonna try so, it right now. Exactly. It's, <laughs> no, it's it very difficult. <laughs> and typically, someone who is hypertonic also has issues, um, uh, history of abuse, trauma, okay. um, rape, unhealthy relationships. So sometimes that's really worked in there. We, as women, we hold a lot of our energetic and emotional and spiritual issues in our pelvis. Mm -hmm. So that's always a complicating factor. The problem with your pelvic floor, and we might have to have multiple of these little sessions because it's never just one issue and it's never one easy fix. Um, nothing happens just out of the blue. And so essentially if I or a physical therapist were to work with a woman, um, we're gonna figure out that hypo or hyper if we're hyper, we're gonna to have to learn how to relax. That's the visualization, that's the breath work, that's the doing yoga. Meditation. Um, exactly, and there's, you know, I've, I've taught yoga for menopause, and, it, and it's all about coming down a level, um, connecting, figuring out what issues might be there, then getting appropriate counseling or therapy for maybe those issues, for trauma that's unresolved. Mm -hmm. um, if you come with a hypotonic pelvic floor, one that's just lax and weak, that's much easier to fix. Sounds That's like. exercises. <laughs> That's, um, we think of kegels. Mm -hmm. The problem I have with kegels is that one, mostly women are never taught how to do them. They're told to do them, but they're never taught what that means. Mm -hmm. And typically women will be like, I'm doing them. 
I'm like, um, no, if you're doing that, then you're just clenching your butt muscles. That's, that's not a kegel at all. When you start, when I see them start bouncing up and down, it's like, okay, you're not doing it. I know. I just did one. I'm not moving at all. Exactly. <laughs> I think so I'm doing all right. <laughs> the problem with kegels, it's not a problem, but it's just like if you were to go to the gym and you just do bicep curls, you don't think about it. You're just doing the bicep curls. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's more intention. Um, I prefer to teach pelvic floor engagement with breath and with movement because I think when you put loads on your body differently, it affects how your pelvic floor works differently. Yeah, so we yeah. can target the front or the back. And I also am way more excited about the subtlety of it versus just yeah. the engagement, just squeezing like you're crushing a grape okay, that's good. That's engaging <laughs> a certain kind of muscle fiber, but doing quick engagement, like release and let go, release and let go or holding. Those are different things. Right. Um, being able to engage the right side or the left side or the front or the back what? or the different levels of muscle. You start <laughs> I was just trying and move in, um, <laughs> move up your vagina. That's what I would prefer versus just that squeezing. So it's a little bit, I would, I prefer a more refined, less gross yeah. um, kind of engagement because mm -hmm. I think it, it serves you better um, and you get a little bit more in touch with your body. It's like, oh, I can feel that, but I can't feel that. What does that mean? Maybe that means if I can feel the right side, but not the left side. Am I using my left hip more than my right hip? Am I, are my muscles out of balance in some mm -hmm. other way that doesn't even me, my pelvic floor is my yes. butt making up for a weak pelvic floor. That it's is all of those things that are a little more and changing the way you sit, changing the way you stand. We sit so much in our chairs at work, in our cars. How you stand can impact your pelvic floor. How you sit can impact your pelvic floor, the health of your pelvic floor. So it's lots of little changes. I like to throw all of it at the wall. You see what sticks and then yeah. you figure out what works best for you. And then as things change, you modify that. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, there's no easy fix. There's no quick fix. There's no, unfortunately, and that's not what most people want to hear because it's these, these issues that go along with pelvic floor dysfunction are very personal. They're yeah. very shameful. They can be embarrassing. Um, we don't share them. We don't no. just go out and say, hey, I'm incontinent or hey, <laughs> I have pain with sex or, um, and because we don't share them, then women feel alone. Like they're yeah. the only one in the world who has this issue when I can guarantee that if they talk to their friends and their sisters and their mom, someone else is going to have this issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's really the most important thing is for us to talk about it. It's not shameful if you pee your pants a little bit. It's not shameful. Does that mean you need to, you don't need to address it? No, but it doesn't mean it's shameful, nor should it cause you embarrassment or be something that makes you retreat and change the way you're living your life. Because that's right. usually what ends up happening is women, whether it's their pelvic floor or menopause or whatever, they start changing the way they're living their life and their quality of life goes down. Mm -hmm. which then causes depression and all kinds of other issues. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the most unfortunate part. Well, and I think, I think the first time I, I remember the, it was a, a couple of years ago, I had a really bad cold and it left me with a cough. And I think I reached out to you even, I, I had this cough and I would cough so hard that I, 
Okay, here we go. I'm going to be yep. just completely transparent, audience. Um, I, I peed a little, and it made yep. me so scared. I reached out to you. I'm like, Erin, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I need to work on my pelvic floor. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. it was a cold, right? I mean, it, it, of course I would, you know, but but um, but it. I've always been thoughtful about it ever since. And, you know, a couple of years later, I'm going to be honest, it's not that it's not, never happened. And if you hit me at the wrong moment with a really good joke, Right. You know, Absolutely. we better, we better do some work. So, so yes, we probably should do some work. <laughs> well, and that's also, that's also the function of with, as you age and your estrogen levels go down, your tissues change, the composition yeah. of your tissues change. And so then those same reason our boob sag, our face sags, our butt sags, your uterus is going to sag, your bladder is going to no. sag. Those ligaments no. that hold them up aren't going to be as tight. So, I mean, all of it just, it's, it's just this sort of cascading kind of yeah. thing. And again, it's not like our bodies turn to shit overnight. <laughs> um, although that's how we feel. Yes. It, it's, it's small things, but at the same time, it's, it's also small things that can help. Right. And it doesn't, I think, I think, um, I think the thing that struck me when it first, when I first became a parent, well, so my doctor said I had menopause, but she was wrong. I was in perimenopause, but she used the blood test and all this. So anyway, I'm still in perimenopause technically. But um, I think the things that first started for me were looking in the mirror and going, am I old now? Am I, you know, what's happening to me? Do I need to examine everything and see what's changing? And, you know, and, and it did in a good way, make me more mindful of the things going on with my body. But the other thing is that it, it made me more thoughtful about what's really important. And that I am in early, early menopause, perimenopause, I'm, I'm kind of early for it. And, and for me, I was also already still trying to have a baby. So for that to happen in that same time frame was a little jolting to say the least. And, and I think that I had the impression that all of a sudden my life was over. And so when you have that notion that you're, and, and I think this happens with a lot of the women who have hysterectomies or cancer or life events that throw them into menopause early. And, and all of a sudden, you know, that's why I said the show is for women 35 plus because some women go into menopause real early and, and it can be really oh, shocking. And you start looking at yourself a little differently and saying, am I no longer vital? Am I no longer you know, valid. Am I, you know, we've, we have all this messaging around it. So I think that, um, that knowing how to take care of yourself and to strengthen and, and, and take care and protect and, and look after yourself. It's, it's a real awakening for a lot of women, I think, who have never taken good care of themselves that now's a good time to start. <laughs> well, and it's, it's, there's so many levels. There's, the physical level of your actual body, your muscles, your, your organs. But then there's this, as women, we really carry so much in our pelvis. Um, there's a really great book. It's called the wild feminine by Tammy Kent. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's about dealing with whether or not you have a uterus or whether or not you've given birth that our uterus is our center of creativity. It's, it's where we give birth to all of the things in our life. Um, it's where we hold grief. It's where we hold trauma. It's where we hold abuse. It's where we hold everything. It's, it's where we hold love and relationships. So, so I think there's, for me, there's always two ways to approach it. You can go from the, 
the spiritual, mental, emotional into the body, or you can work through the body and maybe deal with some of those issues as well. Yeah. But it's such a complicated area of your body because it also is, even physically, it connects the top half and the bottom half of your body. It's, it's how you sit, how you stand, how you bend. It just It's so complicated. And then you have the sexual organs, you have the digestive organs, you have your, your urinary organs, you have all of that stuff that comes together in one small place of your body. <laughs> It's, it's, it's so busy. Crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, granted, your heart and lungs and brain are all important, but like so much happens in this very small space. Mm-hmm. And we love it when it's working, but when it's not, <laughs> it's like that's when we start to take notice. Yeah. And so it's, it's important to, to understand how it works, especially for women yeah. down there all the time. Yeah. Good yeah. or bad. Exactly. Exactly. Erin, I am so glad you came on the show. I would love to have you come back. You want to come back? Yay, absolutely. I'll talk about whatever you want. Okay. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, okay. Do you want to join me on the after show today? Sure. Oh, cool. Okay. So viewers, if you would like to join us on the after show, Erin and I are heading over to menopausemoment.com. That's the only place you can see the after show. So please join us over there. In the meantime, we're going to have links to Pelvic Floor Indie, where you can find Erin, and you can learn more about your pelvic floor in the show notes for today. That's down there. So keep your eyes open for that. Thanks for watching. Flash on.